Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. Joining us is the Director of Parks, Rec, and Culture. We're speaking with Dean Culver. Dean, always a pleasure. Uh, great to talk to you. It's been a while since yeah. we've had you. Yeah, I know. It seems like it's been forever. I actually was thinking about that when I dialed in. It's probably been a couple of years, actually. Well, when I look at the activity that comes out of your particular department at Town Hall, I'm, I'm, I can understand why. You're kind of busy guy. Uh, let's just recap on some of the major things that have been happening, uh, just sort of to take the temperature on where these things sit and, and how it's going. Uh, we spoke last week uh, about the excitement of the Enviro Park reopening. Uh, this is, I, I think everyone's excited. My about kids this. are very excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're all super excited. And I mean, our excitement is probably a little bit different than the kids in that this project has taken a really long time. I, I, uh, we, we, uh, we acknowledge that a lot of people are kind of going when, 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 but it's, mm. it's in, in the times that we've been in for the last couple of years, um, I can't even explain to you how difficult it's been and uh, full credit to our, our contractor, Cherokee Contracting and, um, and our landscape architect division Tatum for the patience and the tenacity they've put forward in getting this thing forward. Not to mention my parks manager, Wendy Martin, there's, it's just, uh, it's, it's a labor of love, I'll be honest. Like we're, we're super excited. We think it's going to be the best park in Ontario uh, when it's completed. And, um, and uh, we're looking at uh, now October 19th for, the, uh, for an opening. Um, we picked the worst weather day because we know in actual fact <laughs> by the time we get there, it's going to be the best weather day. So right. <laughs> uh, keep your fingers crossed. But, uh, yeah, I know everything from the Firefly Forest uh, to this amazing zip line. I've never seen one like it before. To the lighthouse, the kids will get to climb up 24 feet in the inside. Um, to all of the different features, including the parent zone. Uh, we're really, really looking forward to letting the public in to, to experience it and get what they can out of this season and then get excited for when uh, the weather warms up next year. Absolutely. What? I mean, you even just drive by mm. and to see... It, it looks so different than a, a natural or, or normal park that we're used to. There is a lot of uh, advanced and updated features. Absolutely. The, I mean, the biggest thing that we're so excited about is that the, the park is finally accessible. Like, so where before it was, I mean, virtually inaccessible. Right. Um, it is a lot of attention was paid, a lot of consultation with agencies like the Children's Treatment Network uh, to try and find ways to build a park. Uh, that would be as inclusive and u- as universal as possible. Um, I mean, even things, and I know this sounds weird, but the, the washrooms that are now installed um, are a huge upgrade because prior, prior to this, kids had to go across the road to get to the washroom. So mm-hmm. um, it seems like a, a funny thing to point out, but truthfully, mm-hmm. it, it makes the park a much, much better space, and we're really, really excited that uh, you know, it's going to be what we dreamed it would be. That's not funny to point out when you have more than one child at the park <laughs> yes, and one exactly. all of a sudden needs to pee because they said they didn't have to before you left. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Dean, we know the park came in a little late in terms of, uh, what about budget? Uh, so we, we're, we've done well with budget. It's, um, it's, a, it's a little bit more than we initially estimated, but it's also, um, I mean, this is kind of the nature of our project. As mm. we go out a few years ago and say, this is what we're thinking it will be, and then we have to do all of the tendering and estimating and, and bring everything into focus um, with an actual contractor and real supplies and all the rest of it. So we're we're uh, we're on budget, but we're but the budget I think is a little over two million bucks, um, which I know will shock people. 
Um, but unfortunately, I think we're going to hear those kinds of numbers uh, in 2022 and going forward too. Let's talk about the uh, Owen water play area. That's something that's uh, exciting as well, something new. Yeah, I'm actually out here sitting right beside it. I'm doing my little waterfront tour this morning of all of our projects, and I'm sitting here. And uh, this one, again, um, a bit of a, a labor of love uh, for our staff and the contractor, YWI, that we're working with has been uh, spectacular, and they're bought in as well to you know what this is supposed to be, which is a little bit more than a splash pad and, and somewhat less than a water park, but have this amazing cultural attachment uh, that will marry well with the Owen Gathering Place um, we've been really fortunate to get great advice from uh, Indigenous leaders and elders like Duke Redbird uh, and others to sort of help us build the story of the Owen water play, which um, I, I don't want to spoil surprises. And, and unfortunately, this one's not going to be, well, unfortunately, the one's getting too cold for water play anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but the, uh, it, it'll be ready in the spring, and, and we're really, really hopeful and looking forward to being able to tell the whole story uh, when it's open, but um, but the indigenous interpretation of water cycles and and uh, and some of the traditions traditional teachings are all embedded and 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 woven into the story of the Awan water play. So I can't wait to be able to sort of have people see what that all means, as well as experience the massive waterfall and and giant gushers that it will thrill and excite kids all summer long. Uh, you know, let's. Uh, it's it, nice to see that our you know waterfront master plan kind of started coming together, and it's uh, you know I applaud you and and all of those who spent all that time in the formative years putting all this together. Mm-hmm. It's great to see the quality of what's being installed and 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 the many levels, the many layers that all of these things are going to provide for our community. Yeah, I mean, I, I applaud the, the you know the multitudes of people that participated in the in the waterfront mm-hmm. master plan because this is really their vision. This is the vision of our community uh, going back to 2016, yep. and um, in a couple of thousand, a few thousand uh, contacts that we reached out to or or that reached out to us via all the engagement exercises that said, you know, if we were going to dig in on the waterfront and make things happen, this is the kind of thing they'd like to see. And um, so I hope that those individuals and, you know, again, a few thousand of you um, are, are able to, you know, feel some pride in what you help to make happen. This, um, the, everything from, from the Enviro Park to the water play um, to a lot of the adjustments that we're making with our, you know, our next big focus being the harbor and the, and the marina. Um, I really, really hope that everybody feels invested and, uh, and that they're seeing what they dreamed would happen in 2016 uh, start to materialize. Talking about uh, people and their visions, I'm hearing more and more people jump on the bandwagon of having the vision of having a state-of-the-art theater in our community or at least an art center that includes a theater. It's actually become an election issue in many cases. Where does the town stand in terms of the art center? I know that there's been some some debates, some discussions, and some surveys. Where are we sitting now? So we're Oxford called oh, phone. Oh, sorry, that this is my car turning off. Hope you can still hear me. Okay, <laughs> yep, yeah, good. Yeah, okay, great. Um, so the yeah the art center feasibility study. Um, so uh, we approached council based on some interest that was sparked up in the public. Uh, we we approached council uh, in 2019. Uh, with a, uh, a pitch to get some money for a feasibility study. Um, in truth, we it, it was a bit of a vaguer concept, or more vague concept, I should say, 
And, um, and so the money that we were afforded, we weren't hundred percent sure how far it would take us. Uh, Nordicity is the contractor, uh, the consultant, and they did a, an amazing job with that initial budget, um, to get us a good stretch of the way down the path. Um, and since then, what we've done is we've identified three phases, the first being completed by Nordicity. We're engaged in the second one now, which is basically sharpening the focus a little bit, trying to find the bullseye of, of where and what um, the, uh, the, the facility should contain and, and entail. And that will give us a bit of a scope that allows us to kind of put a bit, bit of a tighter estimate on what it might cost. Um, and, uh, and again, so right now what that means is the initial phase gave us uh, seven sites to, to sort of think about based on public consultation. Um, we're now trying to refine that down to one and possibly two um, in order to get a, a much more clear image. And then um, when we complete that piece and, and we've done all of the parts, which include things like engineering and, and uh, you know, planning advice and things like that that will help condition that choice, uh, we would like to approach council and, and ask for permission to move into phase three, which is where we would get into sort of the fundraising uh, con- uh, coinciding with the, um, with, uh, you know, grants, looking for grants, as well as the real design work uh, that does the, um, uh, that like an architectural approach that says this is what it will actually physically look like so we can be as shovel ready as possible uh, when we're able to source the funding for it. In your experience, and, and of course, you know, I'm not going to hold you to the fire on this because who knows along all this path what decisions could be made or not made. But in your vision, do you see uh, Collingwood having an, an art center or theater in the future? Yeah, I definitely do. There's um, there's no question that it's it's needed in the community, it's desired in the community. The how is the big is the big uh, sort of speed bump. And I know that, you know, there are a lot of people in our, in our, in our area, in our region that would like to have seen it done yesterday. Um, but unfortunately that's, it's a significant bill. It's a lot of planning. There are a lot of ripple effects that we have to kind of consider when you're talking about an overall plan for a community. Um, and I know all that sounds like bureaucratic speak and, and I apologize, but at the same time, uh, there's some truth behind it in that if you're looking to build a hundred year legacy, I think you want to make sure that it, fits well mm-hmm. and that you're not sort of having to, you know, fall on your face repeatedly after the fact or wish that you'd done things a little differently. Um, we are moving as fast as we can because we know that there is a significant in- interest in a really rapidly growing community. But at the same time, um, there is a, there are a lot of pieces, pieces and parts that need to be evaluated and analyzed and, uh, and discussed and uh, transparently and openly. Um, before we ask council to make some really, really important decisions about, you know, solving that how problem. Um, and as well as that, there's, there's just, um, I don't know that it's something that count that the, the community of Collingwood will be able to, um, do on its own. So there are a lot of conversations with places like upper tiers of government and others where we may, uh, be able to get the support needed to actually make the thing happen. So lots and lots and lots going on and lots to do. Um, but the answer, your the short answer to your question is, yeah, I definitely see uh, an art center being a part of uh, Collingwood's future for sure. Dean Culver is the director of Parks, Rec, and Culture for the town of Collingwood. Dean, always a pleasure. Thank you for your time thanks, here on Talk of the Town. Yeah, thanks you guys too, and, and have a great day. John Eaton and Melanie Kay's host, Talk of the Town, weekday mornings on 95.1 The Peak.